Getting to Know Jesus. This is the third podcast of today on Saturday, October 2nd. And uh, this obviously took me much longer time than I intended uh, because I was going to cover from chapter 12 to chapter 17 in one podcast, and it's taken three. So this will be my final one for the day. Um, but this is so good because it, it Jesus talks so much during these chapters, and we learn so much about Jesus and so much about his love and his relationship with his disciples. And um, it, it it does affect us. It, it does um, have messages to us. And we, we just, it, I think it's a great uh, start or a great connection with Jesus when we go through these chapters. So I am going to now jump back into chapter 17 and um, Jesus is with his disciples. They were having dinner together and he was telling them all sorts of things about his, his upcoming death and about what was going to happen and that he was going to come back for his disciples. And he was giving them all this, this information and just checking in with them to make sure, do you believe who I, that I say who I am, that I am from God and that God is in me and so forth. And in his, you know, they were still kind of, some of them were still struggling, but they then they were saying, yes, we believe. So the next chapters, uh, the next chapter 17, uh, Jesus continues. And in this chapter, um, he prays to be glorified. So uh, most of these things, these chapters, in fact, this one too, these are all Jesus's words. So I'm just going to read this, this chapter and I may stop and make a comment, but um, pretty much I'm just going to read this to you. So we're in John chapter 17. Jesus prays to be glorified. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I want to pause right here. Right now, Jesus is saying so much. I mean, he's he's saying, you know, he's acknowledging that God gave him authority over everyone. So, you know, he will rule and will be king over everything when he returns. And And he's saying, you know, this is what eternal life is about, is knowing that there is only one God, only one true God and Jesus and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So Jesus was sent by God and they are in unison. And he, everything that Jesus is doing is bringing glory to God on earth. And he came here knowing he had a purpose, knowing that he had work to do. And his work was to save human beings, all of those human beings who would believe in him. And then he's also saying, and now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. So right here, Jesus is saying that he was with God 
when God created the world, he was there. He was in the beginning. We will see from from scripture and in Genesis, there's the advocate, the Holy Spirit, God's spirit was also present. So the three of them were present at the creation. And I find it interesting in the creation in Genesis when it talks about the creation of people, of mankind, and and God says, let, let us make them in our image. He uses a plural sense. My study guide actually says that kings talked like that, and that was part of it. But I see it differently, especially with this. Us is God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And they're in unison. It's something supernatural that I can't quite comprehend because I haven't seen it anywhere else before. But there is one God. So there's God the Father, God the Son, or God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they're all united. They're all a part of one another. And yeah, we don't have anything to compare it to, so it's really hard to understand. But anyway, um, I just thought it was this little verse right here. You might skip over it, but this is saying Jesus was around before the world began. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. It continues, Jesus prays for his disciples. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I am coming to you. Holy, Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name. The name you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. Pause. So Jesus is basically saying to God, I'm protecting all these people that you gave me. And there is, again, there. if you are connected with God, it doesn't mean that your life is going to be smooth. You're going to have trials. You're going to have trouble. But you stay with God, and God's going to protect you. So you're, you're really concerned about your eternal life. And that's what's being tried to be taken from you is your eternal life. But if you stay connected with God and with Jesus in Jesus' name, he will stay. He will protect you. So you don't have anything to fear. But then, you know, it's interesting, too, when he's praying to God, he's saying that I haven't lost any of these people that you gave me. Anybody who believed in me, they're still all with me today. I'm keeping them and I'm protecting them. Except for the one that was doomed for destruction. That's Judas. 
and he was doomed for destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. Jesus had to have a betrayer, and Judas opened himself up to that. He allowed himself to be used by evil. Getting back to what Jesus says, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your world and the world has hated them. Oh, I'm sorry. I have given them your word and the world has hated them. For they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is that you take my prayer is not my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Again, this is like the Lord's prayer too. Um, you know, lead us not into temptation and protect us. Um, that's again, Jesus, you know, we need protection. Jesus is saying this over and over again. We don't have that supernatural ability like Jesus did to avoid temptation and not to succumb to temptation. We need Jesus. We need Jesus to be able to not, we need Jesus to protect us is what I'm saying. Getting back to Jesus words. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. So Jesus is sending out his disciples and saying, you know, you have to show everybody and tell everybody what, you, what you've learned from me. This is your job. This is your purpose. And he's praying to God to protect them while they go and do that. And if you, if you know the, the, the rest of scripture or the Bible, you know that these disciples were not physically protected. They suffered incredible things that hopefully none of us ever have to suffer. But in, in their suffering, they didn't cease praising God. They didn't cease doing God's will. And God protected them. God protected them spiritually. And that's what ultimately we all need is spiritual protection. That's the most important part because this time here on earth is really temporary. It's only a transitional period of time that we have before um, we get to eternity. So it's really the important thing. It's the most important thing in your life that you will ever realize is that this is real because this will affect you. And hopefully you can see that. Hopefully you believe that, and then you will be in eternity. I'm going back to what Jesus said. Now Jesus prays for all of the believers. So um, chapter, John chapter 17, verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, and they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, 
so that they may be brought to complete unity. I'm going to pause there. There's that unity again. This is something that we may not comprehend. I know I don't quite fully comprehend this yet, but Jesus and God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit are in unity. And Jesus is asking God that all believers also be in unity and complete the unity. So there is going to be this, this unity, this connection that we have in eternal life. And I think even before eternity, um, when the Holy Spirit resides in us, that is part of God. And that is something that, you know, we go through baptism to publicly say that we believe in Jesus and that we want to obey. We are willing to obey his commands. And then we ask Jesus for the Holy Spirit, which he does give to us. And if we request it and have good intentions, if we request the Holy Spirit and have good intentions, he will give it to us. And then the Holy Spirit helps us and protects us throughout eternity, but we have to throughout our life until we get to eternity, but we have to stay connected. We have to stay connected in prayer to God. Going back to scripture, Father, I want, Father, I want those you have given to be with me where I am and to see where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before, before the creation of the world. Again, let's pause again. This is the second time in this chapter that Jesus says he was around before the creation of the world. God, the father, God, the son, and the Holy spirit, all three of them together at one time at the creation in Genesis, I don't know if I mentioned it, but the Spirit was hovering over the water. So that's the other part where you can know that the Holy Spirit was present also. Going to back to what Jesus said. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them, and that I myself may be in them. So all of this is this is all about unity and about being one with God. And this is just uh, an incredible opportunity that we all have. If we believe in God and what we will share in eternity, and it just... This is like, to me, this is kind of like the greatest love that anybody could ever express to another person. Um, just looking at what Jesus has said to his disciples, I mean, he said, you know, the, the greatest love anybody could show somebody else is to die for them, basically. And that's what he's doing. And that's what he's done for his disciples and for all of us. Anyone who believes in him, this was all done for us to have eternity with God. And there are big, big plans for eternity. It's not something that um, anyone is going to want to miss out on. And I'm hoping that anybody who listens to this podcast, that this does bring you closer to God or um, lets you look into this more um, to really get to know, as Jesus told his disciples, 
he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets to the Father except through him. So um, a little bit of a concerning thing that I have about what's happening in the world is that um, this uh, one world religion kind of thing that, um, you know, it sounds, again, this is like big deception because it sounds really good and it sounds like love. We all need to be love and compassionate towards one another. And we do. There's no question about that. Jesus said that's how, you know, we show that we are disciples is that we show we act in love and love is not selfish. It is selfless. And we do allow people choices. Um, There's freedom in love. You are free to choose. Nobody is forced on anything. So anything that forces something is not love. So that's something to always keep in mind. If you're forced to do anything that does not have love, if something is out of selfishness, that is not love. If something is done out of fear, if you know, if somebody is making you fearful in order to coerce you into something, that is also not love because in love, there is no fear. That's another statement that's in the Bible that you can find. Go ahead and search it. But these are all the things that um, we need to really just know going into the future because I see the world transitioning into that and they're going to be telling people that, you know, if you if you separate yourself from this oneness of all religions, then you're not this is what they're going to tell you deceptively that you are not a follower of Jesus. But that is, that is not true. That is lie. That is deception. And we have to recognize that it is God, Jesus, and the Holy spirit. And the thing about this unification of religions, the biggest component that gets left out and component isn't even a good word to use, but I didn't know how else to say it, but they leave out Jesus. If you look at other religions and how we're different, how Christians are different from other religions is that Jesus is not acknowledged as God. And the oneness of Jesus with God is not believed. And so there is no way that a Christian can say that they that we all have the same God because Christians do not believe that Christians believe that Jesus is from God and is connected to God. So if you say that you believe that your God is the same God as somebody else's God, but you're of different faiths, that is, that is wrong because other religions do acknowledge that Jesus existed. And that was a surprise to me when I first learned that, uh, that I just thought, well, only Christians believe that Jesus ever existed, but that's not true. Other religions believe that Jesus existed. They just don't believe that Jesus was the son of God. They don't, they don't give him the acknowledgement. And um, so as a Christian, you cannot be a part of that. Because if you do that, you will be um, worshiping a false god. You will, you're not, 
you're not honoring the completeness of God and the unity that God has with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So this is a very um, critical time because I see this happening in our world, like right now, as this is happening. And I think people need to be aware of it. If you're not, I know there's many people who are aware of this, but I also think that there are equally as many people who who get deceived by this and say, you know, it's all about love. We all need to love each other. And yes, we do. And, and we can still love each other and, you know, not have the same beliefs because a belief is a choice by a person and love gives you the choice and love has no fear. So all of those things, those are all things, all components of love that people need to remember that you can still love somebody, but they can choose to go a different way than the way that you are going. And that doesn't make your love for them any less. Just like God loved people, but they turn away from him and it doesn't make him love them any less. You know, he's, he's grieved by that. He doesn't want to lose anyone. It hurts him. I mean, they talk about the joy in heaven that happens when one sinner repents and returns. There is so much joy. And if you think about it, there's this, there's this oneness in heaven that we don't comprehend, but that everybody's rooting for bringing people back together, you know, bringing people to this glorious place with God. And um, it don't let yourself fall into that trap of deception. Um, understand what's in the Bible. Get close to the words of the Bible. Know them so that when someone brings some false teaching to you, you are knowledgeable about what's really in the Bible and you will not be deceived by that because it could affect your eternity if you get deceived um, and then reject Jesus. So um, there's this is one phrase that um, this, uh, oh gosh, uh, God loving. I'm going to just say God loving preacher always says that I love this phrase that he says is casual Christians will become casualties. And that is so true that that really just like is something that I remember from things that he said. And it's so true. If you're really casual about your relationship with God, you can become a casualty. So don't be a casual Christian. Don't say I'm a non-practicing XYZ, whatever that is. Uh, start practicing. Um, start praying regularly. Start looking into the Bible. Look into it to study it not to just see how many words you can you can read in a day or something like that. Try to comprehend. It's there for a reason. It's there for your benefit. That's what many don't understand. The Bible is not there as a burden. It's there to help us. And read it with that mindset. It's here to help you. It's here to guide you. It's here to tell you how you can you can have eternity with God. 
And that should be the thing that all of us really want is an eternity with God. I mean, that's the most important thing that we could ever have. And I really hope that uh, this is something that happens with you if it hasn't already. And if you know of anyone who might benefit from getting closer to God, uh, please share this podcast, um, introduce people to it. My whole goal is so that every person who listens to this podcast will be certain of their future in eternity with God and will know what to do. In the description of this episode, I referred um, two different links. Not There aren't active links, but two different podcasts that you'd want to look. And one of them um, is called Important, The Secrets of the Universe. That was before. That was when I was still like writing these things. Um, but that's a good summary of the Bible from start to finish. And then the other one that is ready let's do this. And that's if you've decided that you want to surrender your life to Jesus and that you want eternity with God, just listen to that one. Um, that's just, I shortcut it. So there wasn't a lot of talking before it, but I just give you the, the five steps that are in, found in the Bible that tell you how you know that you will be in eternity with God and what steps you need to do. So that concludes my day. I've had three episodes today, so hope these benefit you or that they really just draw you closer to Jesus because today it was pretty much about drawing closer to Jesus. So have a great weekend and we will talk soon. Bye.